0: As some of you, as speechwriters, may have noticed, Finnish information technology company Nokia has been looking for a speechwriter. In February, I say to you, this is exceptional. It is so exceptional in Finland, in fact, that the biggest newspaper in the country, Helsingin Sanomat, has written a story about it. <laughs> They turned to communication managers from three major companies and inquired as to how their CEO's speeches and presentations are prepared. A good example of the replies is the one by a representative of the telecommunications company, Elisa. She told the paper that she has never written a speech for any leader in her company. And she continued, I quote, Our communication staff certainly helps the leaders finish up their presentations if needed. For example, polishing language and creating visualization. It was also revealed that leaders in Kone, one of the major elevator manufacturers in the world, Uh, often uh, write their speeches and presentations without assistance. None of the companies employ speechwriters for their staff. In every organisation, leaders have a major role in preparing their own speeches. Well, I can somehow understand that CEOs in small companies would work like this, but it's really baffling when we are talking about corporations as big as Conne. Do its leaders really have the required time, not to mention professional skills, to compose brilliant speeches? Or do they constantly lower the bar? (laughs) I mean, if the desired standard is not very high, one doesn't have to make that big an effort. With this background in my mind, I wasn't wasn't surprised at all about last year's incident when this guild gathered in Cambridge. I am talking about one particular encounter with a speechwriter from Denmark. Having introduced myself as a speechwriter from Finland, he. Burst into laughter. <laughs> a speechwriter from Finland. Is that even possible? <laughs> Do you exist? That's an oxymoron <laughs> or something like that. As an aside, the same man gave a speech on how to use humor in speeches. <clears throat> but it's true. If you Google the word which is speechwriter in Finnish. You will find no websites offering such services apart from mine. That is, well, that that chap knew well what he was laughing about, because Finland is not especially well known for its exhilarating speakers. It is not exactly the promised land of rhetoric. Rather, Finland is characterized by high density of engineers (laughs) and engineers speak Some of you might be familiar with the following diagrams. They are about negotiating styles in different countries, and they are made by the British linguist Richard D. Lewis. You don't have to read every word on this slide, but I I show you what kind of they are. Here's English, there's word base, whether it's limited or very large. Five to ten minutes, small talk, reasonable proposal, code speech, and etc. Don't rock the boat. Okay. This is English. And if you see this American diagram, the the word base is much larger. All the cards on the table. A fight is communication, and every uh, and all the time wishes to do the business as soon as possible, and the outcome is clarity. Okay. the The next one is. Swedish, and I like it very much, because, <laughs> because, because of that discussion spiral, because that's real. If you, if you go to Sweden, you understand, discussion, more, discuss, more discussion, more discussion, <laughs> finally consensus. And I also like that outcome, because it's Swedish way is best. <laughs> However, I like this last one even, even more. It's Finnish. <laughs> 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 Tells it all. <laughs> <laughs> very limited workplace, minimal speech, so a small miscomprehension, and then summarized clarity. <laughs> oh, very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems that overall Finns are people of few words, and speaking is rather substance-centric. We don't have enough time for it now to show you, but I recommend you watch on the internet a video clip in, in which American talk show host Jimmy Kimmel chats with two Finnish members of his audience. It's really hilarious to watch because every time uh, Mr. Kimmel asks something, he's is verbose, very verbose, whereas these two Finns, they answer with one or two words to every question. <laughs> and the, the outcome is a true collision of cultures. To be sure, there are and there have been very adept public speakers in Finland too. But sometimes too much eloquence can backfire. A good present day example is the former prime minister and current minister of finance Alexander Stubb. He's a superb performer. Very good. And he can fluently communicate in several languages. After an interview, uh, the Channel 4's Europe editor, Matt Fry, characterized him as silver-tongued and (laughs) (laughs) square-jawed. However... Many people in Finland sense that there, there is something artificial in his style. And this, this has partly resulted in a growing mistrust towards him, and even some mocking. For example, when Mr. Stoop released this tweet... <laughs> <laughs> Which is, I have to say, rather unfinished It' its attitude. Good morning. Yeah, it was soon turned into a meme (laughs) 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 and (laughs) so explored this minimum speaking style. When focusing on leaders, uh, one cultural route can be traced back to the 1940s when Finland fought two dramatic wars with its neighbor, the Soviet Union. Uh, well, because the very existence of the country was at stake, um, the, the wartime had a tremendous impact on Finnish culture, values and choices. Uh, Ingenious military leaders feature an important part in this narrative. Uh, More often than not, they were men of action rather than works. A good example is this man, Mr. Laurie Turney, who was uh, happy to explain the situation and plan to his men once, but then he just executed this. And after he set off, his men had no choice but to follow him. No additional motivational speeches were given. Another example comes from the famous novel Tuntemakon Sotilas The Unknown Soldier. It tells a tale of Ensign Koskela. Although the character is fictitious, the book has had an enormous impact, and it's two film adaptations. They have had an enormous impact on on how people see wartime in Finland. Koskela is depicted as an ideal leader who values his men and stays with them at all times. He rarely gives any orders, yet with a few carefully chosen words makes them feel that, uh, that they are doing everything on their own will. Again, a man of action, not of words. You know what happens when these kind of men end up being role models for leaders in Finland? Action is everything. Human speech is, is worth, well, almost nothing. Well, can, can we learn anything from the Finnish speaking culture after all this? Maybe still something. Three short points. First of all, <clears throat> one of the central principles in any speech-making is to, is to cut out everything that doesn't serve the goal of the speech. And I think this is well in line with the Finnish way of not using too many words. The point is to make an effort to reach and define the core of your message. In tandem with this advice comes the importance of ruining. Don't waste your audience's time, but use it wisely, like those two Finnish fellows in the Jimmy Kimmel show. The third lesson would be that speeches should aim at action. I mean, Even when you're speaking, you can already hint at what your next step will be. That will also invite your audience to stay with you and not to remain passive after the speech. And now, René, after this excessive wordiness, (laughs) uh, in uh, in order to not look too unfinished, I think it's time to finish my speech. Deep inside my Finnish heart, I feel that I have said already enough. Thank you. (laughs)